Welcome to the Fully Charged Podcast, coming to you from my corner of the internet, Rockman Corner. I'm Brian Protodostrin, and over here is... Oh my, oh my, oh my god, L- LBD, you're crying, man. What, what's wrong? What's going on? <sighs> Ever since we did the Mega Man 11 episode, uh, our episode numbers for the podcast and the Fully Charged Podcast... They they've been in perfect sync for like a while now, and and now that we're doing this special episode, it's all ruined. Oh my god! Well, maybe we shouldn't do it. No, no, we're good. All right, cool. I'm game. Yeah. So I'm El- David Oxford. I'm also known as LBD Night Train, depending on where you look. And joining us this week is a special guest for a special episode: Shadow Rock ZX. I'm going to start sobbing over here, too, because I have to edit this later. <laughs> hey, guys, I'm ShadowRoxyX. How you doing, David? I'm doing all right. I'm doing all right. I just got to see Bumblebee last night. Oh, yeah. And, uh, yeah, so my weekend's been uh, going pretty good with that. Nice. Yep. Yeah, I saw it for the second time last night. Cried again. Uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, man. I, um, I cried, too, actually, a little bit. The, it, was, it, was, it was good stuff. One, one part actually kind of had me kind of cursing more than crying, but that's because I'd been there before. <laughs> but I, I, I don't want to spoil anything. Uh, yeah. I'm just going to say that whenever this character is there and there's a WWE guy around, bad things seem to happen. And that, maybe, that's too, maybe that's saying too much, but I'm just going to leave it at that. Oh, I know where this is going. But yes, we'll talk about this on the DMs. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so, yeah, today on this special episode of the podcast, we're taking a look at a little something different. Since we're all caught up on Mega Man Fully Charged episodes, we're instead delving into the world of anime with the somewhat appropriately themed third part of Mega Man Upon a Star, titled Future Beware. This OVA, or original video animation if you prefer, was co-developed by Ashi Productions and Capcom and presented by the Japan Center for Intercultural Communications in 1993, though it would not see a Western release until ADV Films brought it to these shores in 2005. And this seems to have served as something of a pilot for the Ruby Spears Mega Man cartoon, featuring several similar elements, not the least of which are Scott McNeil and Jim Burns uh, not reprising pre-prizing their roles as Dr. Wily and Dr. Light, respectively, among other voice actors from that series appearing in different roles. Some things set this apart from the 1994 syndicated show as well, though. The style is much more on-model with the characters we know from the games, at least circa Mega Man 5. Uh, And these three episodes each contain a degree of educational content, informing viewers of various factoids and customs from Japan. It kind of makes you wonder if that isn't more of what focus groups rejected instead of the designs, if this is what they were shown, which yeah. resulted in the more yeah. muscular, semi-realistic designs we would uh, later get in the Ruby Spears animated series instead. Seems like it, to be yeah. honest. <laughs> yeah, just to clarify, we're not looking at all three episodes here, we're just looking at the third part for reasons that will become apparent. Let's see, to start us off, uh, I'm going to give us the summary as presented by Wikipedia in place of the usual synopsis. So, basically the rundown is that Mega Man and Roll, uh, they're in the video game world, which is a recurring theme in these three episodes. To say nothing of a lot of video game cartoons from back then, or at least a few of them. Mm-hmm. Anyway, yeah, they're pulled out of the game world by Yuta and Akane, and are taken to the, uh, I'm hoping I'm pronouncing this right, Oban Matsuri. Uh, Mega Man and Yuta carry the Mikoshi in a parade. Roll learns about Yukatas and makes a promise with Akane that she will wear a kimono on Shichi Gosan. Mega Man learns about cotton candy, Roll plays whack-a-mole, and the kids watch the fireworks. During the time everyone is gone, Dr. Wily escapes the game world with his updated Skulker and kidnaps Proto-Man. Which, uh, I wouldn't quite put it like that, but we'll get, we'll get to that. 
Uh, well, I'll, I'll just say Proto Man, he more or less kind of grabs on just in a desperate bid to stop Wily. Yeah. Uh, and for all that amounts to, because, like I said, we'll get to that. Dr. Light repairs the time machine, which was, I believe, in the second episode of the OVA. Maybe it was the first? I think it was the second one. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, we'll touch on that more, too, because uh, interesting thing there. And Mega Man and Roll use it to jump ahead one year in time, only to discover that Wily has conquered Japan and raised the entire city of Tokyo high above the surface. Mega Man and Roll jump back to the past to discover that Typhoon is responsible for this. But this is not an ordinary typhoon. This is the work of Dr. Wily and his new typhoon robot. Uh, and I don't think it was named Typhoon Man, in case anybody was wondering. Can yeah. Mega Man save Proto Man uh, and save the city from certain doom? Along the way, Mega Man learns about uh, Tsukimi uh, and its yummy Dango and Sports Day. Yeah, okay. That sums <laughs> yeah. things up. Yeah, anything to add before we uh, get into you know picking apart the episode? I do want to go back to a point where you're talking about how, like, uh, this is kind of a precursor to the Ruby Spears cartoon. It's funny you say that because apparently, so at least uh, one or two of these episodes, they wanted to release in America, but it only got released in Japan instead. So they have these, like, sub and dub versions on the Japanese releases, too. And it was funny because I was watching a sub version of the cartoon, and... Uh, the, even the Japanese kids speaking in Japanese, they'll say Mega Man, Mega yeah. Man. <laughs> I yeah. was like, "Whoa, okay." That's there's weird. A, there's even that's a, interesting. A, I, I know that yeah. I know. I believe it was the second episode. They actually have like a Mega Man title card instead of Rockman, mm-hmm. like this one does. So, yeah. is that the one like where they do that? Yeah, I think mm-hmm. I was watching like the first episode, I believe, where oh, they okay. did that. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. I think there's also a. a a rare version where they all say Rockman in every instance. And that's the one that I watched. <laughs> yeah, so this what an interesting production history. I wish we knew more about. Um, yeah. yeah. I still have my uh, DVD from uh, ADV Films from way back in, uh, like, like I said, 2005. So that's a fun little piece. I don't know if it, did yeah, it ever get re-released? No, no. There was rumors that like Discotech would pick it up, but nothing ever came came from that mm. okay so are we ready to get into the uh, episode itself let's do it yep all right so yeah slightly different format here today folks because uh just you know for the purposes of time i'm just going to kind of go like uh more or less beat for beat and we'll like you know discuss things as we go uh rather than the back and forth note taking we usually do <laughs> <laughs> now uh starting us off we've got the uh, intro and the theme which are pretty awesome uh, oh, yeah. though one thing I have an issue with is the footstep sounds are kind of annoying. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Jinx. <laughs> um, it's interesting you say that because, like, we have those later Mega Man games, like the, the, the 3D ones, like Powered Up. I think Powered Up has it. Or even Mega Man Legends. Command the, Mission. Command Mission, yeah. They have the footstep <laughs> yeah. sounds. And, like, I guess this was the first instance that this was a thing. And it's yeah. never it's never pleasant. They, they did it a lot, and uh, I don't know if Mega Man 8 did it, but I know X4 definitely did it. Yeah. Yeah. It, it seems to be like a robot thing, though. Like, uh, mm. I don't know if that's... You know, I haven't paid enough tension, attention to know if it's a Japanese robot thing or an American robot thing as well, but... Yeah. Yeah, you know, they always have these big metal footsteps. Yeah. I definitely yep. hear it in, like, Gundam and a lot of Mecha, you know. It's a oh, cool yeah. sound, but... Uh... Yeah. Yeah. I, I can understand it for like Optimus Prime or a Gundam or something, but you know when you've got somebody yeah. who's like interacting in human society and stuff, you'd expect there to be like maybe some like rubber on his soles or something. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. It's like uh, on the bottom of their foot, they have like this circle thing. I don't know what it's supposed to be, but it's like I a suction know. cup to make like you know, boom, 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 like so yeah, it I guess so. Makes a sound every time he lifts <laughs> his foot. Yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah, uh, for the uh, first part, uh, it's not the best of the uh, series as far as the intro goes, but it's still kind of a neat, like, you know, look at Mega Man fighting his way through the video game world. We've got some familiar foes, like uh, Peepees uh, going there. That's what they're called, right? The birds from Mega Man 2? Yes. Okay. <laughs> Peepees. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm hoping my memory's not, like, you know, <laughs> failing me there. That would be awkward. Um, and it's against an interesting backdrop. It looks like a indoor city, and it just has this nice style that 
I mean, the whole thing kind of does, like, you know, with, like, uh, 80s, 90s style anime that I just really enjoy. Kind of a certain aesthetic mm-hmm. that I can't quite put into words, but you can definitely see it here. Mm-hmm. Gosh, speaking of aesthetic, uh, I cut each, all three episodes, they all have kind of, like, a, a slightly different art style. I don't know if that was because of the art director or whatever, but this oh. episode in particular, this is my favorite version of the characters out of the OVA. They're very, uh, well, they're always on model. They look like their game counterparts, but here they look a lot like the Inafune art, which is just really cool to see kind of come to life. Huh? Yeah, that's pretty cool. Although, like, I don't know, something about Mega Man's nose, like, they, they have that weird thing where they do that kind of, like, upside-down triangle yeah, yeah, yeah. Going. And mm-hmm. sometimes when it goes to, like, profile or something, it just, like, looks a little odd. But, yeah, I mean, yeah. It, yeah. It, it's still, like, it's like watching the game art come to life. And it's, uh, you know, going back to those focus groups, it makes you wonder, like, you know, what they were uh, wanting from Mega Man in the first place. Yeah, they right. not? <laughs> I'm, exactly. I'm guessing they're the people who tossed out the manuals and, like, were going by the box art. <laughs> Maybe. Oh, boy, that box art. <laughs> I will say, I really love the intros, though. Like, for all three episodes, they always feature Mega Man uh, doing something epic or fighting off the Robot Masters, and it's all well animated, and I wish we got this instead of Ruby Spears. I don't know what the kids were thinking back then. (laughs) I don't know. A lot of the Japanese commercials kind of use this similar uh, style, too, you know? And uh, it's just like, what happened? (laughs) Yeah, I... I mean, I guess anime just wasn't really quite being, you know, it wasn't quite the thing yet uh, over here, yeah. so I guess it didn't resonate with a lot of the kids as well. Um, but, yeah, I mean, Ruby Spears was going to go for this kind of look, but, you know, people rejected yeah. it, so. Uh, it's like, you just know there's some guy at Ruby Spears looking at this going, he's called Mega Man, but he doesn't look like a man. We need to make him more <laughs> manny. Give him some pecs. Uh, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> it's so heartbreaking watching that Ruby Spears promo from like very early '90s, where they're showing off Mega Man, talking about how many products it sold and uh, their whole plan for the show. Yeah, and it looks so great. And then you get to Ruby Spears, and now he's muscular. <laughs> Oh, the Ruby Spears series has its own charms. I mean, I'm, yeah. I'm glad we have it because it's an interesting, you know point in the Mega Man history. Mm-hmm. But uh, moving along, speaking of interesting looks, Roll has an interesting outfit uh, when we get introduced to her here. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, I can't remember if that design was ever used anywhere else, but yeah, apparently uh, so. apparently, Dr. Light, uh, I guess, gave her some combat upgrades as well. And she's probably more enthused about than Rock is to use them. Uh, we'll come back around to that point later, but... It's also apparently not made as well as Mega Man's because once they uh, get sucked into the uh, real world, Mega Man's still in his armor, but she's, uh, like, you know, she loses hers. Not in a particularly, you know, risque way, but she just winds up in her normal attire that we know. Yeah. Right. It's kind of weird. (laughs) It's it's so cool. They designed this this thing just for, like, what, two minutes? (laughs) Yes. Yeah. yeah, and it didn't if appear we're lucky. Right. And it didn't appear anywhere else. It didn't appear in the games. No merchandise based off of it. Mm-hmm. Um yeah. Yeah, just uh, just this weird thing. I think I've seen some fan art. Maybe that's what I'm thinking of. But uh Oh yeah. Yeah, and uh we, after we meet Roll, then we get to see Proto Man, but that's like just before um uh, like they get sucked out of the game world. He's wanting to fight Mega Man. Do you think Proto Man's uh, pissed that Mega Man bailed on their battle to join a parade? <laughs> it's like the uh, kids interrupt him, <laughs> and Mega Man Proto Man is like, "Dude, what's the deal? I'm trying to fight my brother here." <laughs> yeah, he, it turns out he actually uh, takes it pretty well later. But um, yeah. just thinking of like you know the version like you know that would be in the Ruby Spears cartoon or like you know other versions, uh, I, I could imagine there are versions of Proto Man that would be kind of. Uh, pissed off that Mega Man bailed on their epic encounter. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's so goofy. <laughs> but I love it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, at, at least uh, as far as the parade goes, uh, Mega Man was wearing the right colors for it, yeah? Yes, he was. Oh, he, was yeah. b- he was born that way. Born oh, for yes, it. he was. <laughs> yeah. Indeed. Um, I think it was... Uh, 
I forget if it was Roll or one of the kids who uh, calls him by it, but yeah, um, somebody just calls Mega Man Mega, and I'm wondering if that's like the earliest use of it, like, you know, in place of, mm. say, Mega Man or just Rock. Oh, that's, that's a nice mm. catch, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. And as Mega Man and Roll are chilling out in the real world, and I guess they left the game on pause all this time... Um, yeah, Proto Man's pretty chill about waiting, and he ends up putting Wily in his place, too, like, you know, for not being as patient. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, I love uh, how, like, little and squat Wily appears, like, it, it compared to, like, the other humans in Japan. You know, everybody's well-proportioned, and... Right. But he's, he's very cartoony, like, it's it's so... It's funny. It kind of reminds me of, like, uh, like Mario yeah. Odyssey, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I get you, yeah. It really does, yeah. 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 Yeah, it's like when he came out of the game world, he didn't like you know become realistic or what have you. He's still very much you know right. a game character. Uh, Doctor Lies yeah. the same way. We'll yeah. see him later. Yeah, yeah. To that to that point, it's like back then we really didn't have any indication over here that Mega Man and Roll were kids. And I mean, when you know you've got like you know. Um, Dr. Light, Dr. Wily, even the Russian Dr. Cossack, uh, like, you know, they're all, like, the same height as them. It's easy to see why people used to think that Mega Man was a young adult, you know? Even in the Mega Man 8 art, you've got a picture of, like, Light and Mega Man staying together, and they're, like, you know, practically, you know, (laughs) shoulder to shoulder. Right. And, uh, yeah, so, and it's, like, the same deal here. Proto Man's about the same size as Dr. Wily, so it's, like, you know, that's a tall (laughs) ten-year-old. Right. Uh, and speaking of Wily, man, he sure is tan here, isn't he? Yes, he is. Mm-hmm. I don't know why. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe Beachman is particularly kind to his uh, complexion. Although I think Light might have had a similar co- uh, skin tone. I, I forget offhand. Uh, I don't remember if it was this one or another episode in the OVA, but I, yeah, you're right. Yeah. 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 What what's more and the, the, I found this especially interesting all these years later uh just after the release of Mega Man 11. Uh as I said before, Dr. Wily is voiced here by Scott McNeil who would go on to voice Dr. Wily in the Ruby Spears cartoon. But uh he does he doesn't give him the German accent. As a result, it I found it really sounded a lot like Mega Man 11's Dr. Wily here. Yeah, I can see yeah. that for sure. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Makes you wonder if they use this as like a reference material for a Eleven's voice actor, but not you know the Ruby Spears cartoon or anything else. Yeah, it's possible. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, but then again, this is pretty obscure in itself. Yeah. Okay, and then after that, um, Wiley he basically manages to kind of. Uh, Summon his, uh, it looks like Wily Machine 1, of all things, yeah, uh, right. that basically uh, blasts Proto Man from behind. And Wily refers it to his uh, Skulker, which is the term that would be used for the uh, Wily Machine that he uses throughout the Ruby Spears cartoon, so a little oh. early thing there. Hmm. But I don't think that term's ever really been used outside of that, uh, the stuff related to that series in particular. Mm-mm, don't think so. Uh, Dr. Light, uh, we see him soon, and he sounds just like the Ruby Spears animated cartoon. Which is kind of delightful if you, uh, miss that version of Light. I mean, that's still probably the foremost version, like, you know, I hear in my head, but... Right. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) Now, why would someone put a bar on the bathroom door? Oh, no! (laughs) (laughs) Uh... But yeah, it's, it's a nice bit of familiarity there. I, I feel like the voice actors since, aside from Mega Man 8, have kind of taken from... Uh, I, I feel like maybe they were kind of like, you know, doing their own take on that version of Light, so... Mm-hmm. But right. no, nothing like the original. Yeah. Now, the uh, time machine that's uh, come up here and there, the synopsis and whatnot, I'm wondering, there was a time machine in Mega Man 2 for the Game Boy, but we never, ever saw it. And Uh-oh. given how close the designs here are, do you think this time machine could be the time skimmer? That'd be awesome. Yeah, yeah I mean, yeah, I could be... see that. They, they would have to. Maybe this was uh, developed around the same time that that game was being made, because I noticed throughout these episodes, they, may, they mainly pull from Mega Man 5, which I imagine was the new game at the time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, who knows? Uh, it's possible. 
1991. So it would have it would have already been out, but it wouldn't have been the most recent thing. But it wouldn't exactly have been like the oldest thing either. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. It's it's possible that they had concept art drawn up for it, maybe like for the manual. But it has since gone unused. We haven't actually like seen it, seen it. But yeah, you could very yeah. well be the time skipper. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Uh, although it's, you would think there would have been a picture or something in the uh, official complete works if that were the case. Right. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. So uh, yeah, after we see Doctor Light working on that, I believe it got damaged or something in the last episode. Yeah, he like basically. Gosh, I think he sends. Was it Rush into the uh, game into the real world? Yeah. Rush and comes first. At this point, just it seems travel between the real and game worlds is done really dang casually, you know? Right. <laughs> like, I gotta imagine what the parents are thinking. Oh, these game characters just come out of our TV. Nothing, nothing unusual. No. <laughs> well, Mega Man, like you know, says like all he eats is like life energy. So, uh, which saying it out loud, that's actually kind of. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, yeah. Um, I imagine the parents are probably just like, well, as long as you, like, they're not raiding the fridge, you know, no harm done. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's not but, another mouth to feed. But yeah, they, uh, just, they kind of do it like, it, it gets to a point where you're like going from like one scene to the next and it's like, oh, roles in the game world now or such and such is like, you know, in the real world. And it's just, you know, they're, mm-hmm. you know, moving back and forth with such casual frequency that like, you know, they don't even acknowledge if somebody's like, you know, made the jump. Yeah. Yeah. It just seems to be a thing they can do at will. Yeah, so Rush uh, ends up jumping through and gives Mega Man the use of the Rush Jet to no real avail. And looking at the old Rush Jet design feels weird to me now after fully charged, at least when it hovers. Yeah, it has more, like, three-dimensional movement. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, the, yeah. The, only, the only stuff we ever see it really doing is, like, you know, it has the rockets for forward thrust, but, uh, like, you know, it's able to, like, you know, hover or go up and down or whatever, so... Yeah. Mhm. Yeah, so I mean, point for uh fully charged there, I guess. Yeah, so the crew they decide as noted in the synopsis, uh Mega Man everybody's like, "We'll uh, go forward a year in time and see if Dr. Wily was successful." I guess this ignores the possibility that if they weren't around for that year that nothing would really be able to stop Dr. Wily. <laughs> but, you know, let, let's roll with it. Let's roll. Time with travel it. plots. Lovely. See, I- I, unless I missed something, I didn't really understand why didn't they just go back in time and kind of you know tell Wiley eh, don't come don't come out or you know stop no, him or don't something. do it. But he wants <laughs> him to go into the future and check. You know, it's like playing Sonic CD. Like <laughs> I'm gonna go check. It's like what Proto Man was trying to do earlier in the show, where Wiley is trying to go out and Proto Man's like, no, don't do that. You're just gonna cause trouble again. <laughs> right. <laughs> Uh, yeah, uh, and he sure did, because, uh, damn, Wiley sure took care of business in a year's time. Oh, oh, yeah. It really reminds me of Chrono Trigger, <laughs> when you go in the future and everything's in ruins. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Yuta's room is just, like, barren dust. <laughs> There's nothing. <laughs> Yuta's room's not even there, he's, like, you know, up, like, right. on a higher I know, floor, and, so... like, you know, they just end up, like, hovering in the air when they get there. That's so depressing. It's like even the kids are gone. It's like, where'd they go? Yeah, they, they don't really address that, do they? No, they don't. That's so sad. And then, like, you know, you've got this uh, floating island that comes by and rolls all, What is it, Mega Man? And I don't know. Knock, knock, it's Knuckles. <laughs> That's what. <laughs> uh, uh. But, uh, no, it's, uh, it's Wily's, like, floating island where he moved Japan or something, or Tokyo, or I'm not sure i'm not sure what he picked and chose to put up there because like you know they describe like you know the construction of like this robot city uh later which like you know it's like okay if you've constructed a city why do you need the stuff from i I guess it's a hybrid i don't know i don't know this is a very goofy scheme yeah yeah it's it's oddly dark for how goofy it is it's it's just like it's right. whiplash, it's like just being shaken back and forth. Alright. Uh, and then, like, uh, Wily says, this is what Japan's future is like. Uh, but shouldn't it be the present for him? <laughs> that, you know, well. That's true. <laughs> yeah, and then uh, Mega Man has to fight, like, you know, these robot buildings, and got a bunch of Mega Man 5 enemies and robot masters, plus yep. the uh, PPs from uh, Mega Man 2, and... Uh, Oh, I'm trying to remember what the Bullet Bill-like enemies from Mega Man 1 were called. Were they called Kiras, or... 
Am I thinking of something else? Uh, don't know offhand. Uh, mm. Well, you guys know what I'm talking about, though. Yes, yeah, yes. they're so probably there Mega Man there. One, right? So. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think they were in the opening of the Ruby Spears cartoon too, as well as the Peepees. So you know, yeah, yep. a little uh, continuity there. Speaking of which, hey, Napalm Man got to do something besides the intro. <laughs> right. <laughs> I know. Poor Napalm Man. Oh. Yeah. So Mega Man returns to the time machine, uh, and they basically go back in time and tell Yuta and Akane, like, you know what's happening, and they're skeptical. And uh, then Mega Man's like, okay, so now we're going to go just one month ahead instead of one year, because uh, education? Yeah. Yeah, this, this uh, show is very educational, teaching you all about the Japanese uh, celebrations and culture mm-hmm. and everything. It, it has like these moments where it's almost like pause the video to talk to your students about you know. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> exactly. You would know. Right. It's like <laughs> if you want to learn about Japan, the Japanese culture, watch Mega Man Wishing Upon a Star. Yeah. I guess. <laughs> to my knowledge though, like they didn't do anything with, with this OVA. They didn't distribute it to any schools or anything for that purpose. I... I don't know. It's just, it's just such a bizarre project. It is, yeah. yeah. I mean, apparently it got released back then, from what I hear, but just... It must have been a limited release. I wonder if it's, like, you know, like, sitting next to the Japanese version of Cartoon All-Stars to the rescue and the uh, free rental version of whatever the Japanese version of Blockbuster is. Which, now that I think about it, they didn't do rentals over there, do they? So... I think my analogy just entirely <laughs> fell apart. Why didn't you teach me this upon a star? Now I look stupid. <laughs> Your teacher didn't pause the video. You weren't paying attention. Yeah. <laughs> it's on them. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it's, uh, yeah, Mega Man and Roll, they uh, jump, like, you know, ahead one month at a time and uh, get to witness these different Japanese uh, events and celebrations uh, because they're trying to find Wily, not because they're just impatient, right? <laughs> exactly. Right. Yeah, at one point we get an interest. We get an interesting look, like at Mega Man uh, communicating with Doctor Light. We get to see the readout, the little meter thing on his arm, but not when it's in Buster mode. It's like when he's still, like you know, when it's still his hand. And interestingly, this would become a regular part of his design in the Ruby Spears cartoon. The buttons would be like you know raised instead of like you know an indented like light meter, but um, and there would only be two of them, I believe. But you know, still. Having it there, like, while uh, he's not in Mega Buster mode is kind of an interesting thing. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, speaking of the Mega Buster, we see, soon see Mega Man uh, converting uh, his hand, like, you know, to full Mega Buster. And it mirrors the whole, now I've got your power sequence almost exactly. I know. Except except it's not the Ruby Spears model. It's like the regular Mega Man model, so... Right, I had this in my notes too. It's like, this is exactly like the Ruby Spears cartoon. Definitely wow. a source of inspiration. Definitely. Mm-hmm. I, I, wonder, I wonder if they pulled like a filmation and just kind of, you know, uh, basically just kind of drew like over the top of the model sheet or something. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> ah, so, Roll's, uh, at this point, Roll's pretty stubborn about helping Mega Man fight throughout the whole uh, cartoon, really. Which is a bit different from her game depiction, though she'd barely shown up in the games by this point, it should be noted. Uh, There was the ending of Mega Man 1 for one screen. There was the ending of Mega Man 3, which isn't like her, but like her face. Uh, And there was the end of Mega Man 4, and uh, somewhere in there was like Rockboard, and like, I'm pretty sure that was literally it. She probably showed up more in promo art than uh, any of the actual games by this point. Yeah. Hmm, yeah. So, in a way, as far as, like, being featured, this is almost like a, her debut. Well, the this and the other two episodes, I mean. No, she's like an actual character, you know? Right, yeah. right, yeah. yeah. This is the first time we get to actually see her on screen doing things. Mm-hmm. And, like I said, she's pretty stubborn about wanting to help Mega Man fight Dr. Wily, uh, which is different from her game depiction, but a trademark of her animated series character. Yes, uh, mm. she does this in... Of course, this one, Ruby Spears, and also there's Mega Girl and Captain N. That's kind of a similar concept. I want to help you, kind of thing. Yep. Yeah, but at least she was, like, you know, built to, like, you know, be like Mega Man there. So at least right. that makes some degree of sense. And then we never, ever saw her again. Never, ever. Womp, womp. 
<laughs> I, you know what? At that point, I didn't even know. I hadn't beaten Mega Man 1 yet. It was the first game I ever played in the series. Not the first one I had ever beaten. So I didn't know about Roll until beating Mega Man 3. And uh, I think seeing the end of Mega Man 4. And it was just like, you know, I'm Me- Mega Girl. I made no association with Roll at all at that point. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> I, I thought it was an original character for the cartoon. Maybe it was, given the way the thing was put together. Uh, and just coincidentally happens to superficially resemble Roll. Yeah, and then we get an interesting line from uh, Roll, like, regarding one of the celebrations. I'm a robot, so I don't know my age. And it's like, how about I've time-traveled so many times it would make Doc Brown's head spin, so I don't know my age. That makes a little more sense in context. You could look in a mirror and take a guess. I look seven. <laughs> yeah. I like how they do all this time traveling and at some point they're like, oh well we can't go back in the past anymore so if we screw up now it's over <laughs> well at one point the time machine does get wrecked so yeah yeah. speaking of which, like Roll, I mean she says uh, 7 there cause like there's certain years like 3 and 7 that like you know they get to do these things and uh yeah but I thought she was supposed to be 10 like uh, Rock is canonically yeah, I would imagine so. Yeah. Yeah. Of course, that's how she's built, not necessarily how long she's been around, so maybe that's what she meant. So, Another interesting thing is, uh, okay, so Proto Man joins up with uh, Mega Man and Rush and Beat to go uh, take on Wily and stop the Typhoons. Yeah. And during this, uh, Proto Man calls Mega Man Little Brother. Oh, revealing the plot? <laughs> yeah, okay, so I, I, think, I think you're already on to what I'm going to say here. Because uh, I thought I'd heard somewhere that Mega Man doesn't know that Proto Man is his brother in Japan, at least this early on in the series. Yeah. Mm-mm. Yeah. Makes you think. <laughs> like so, so, so I'm, I'm not just uh, I'm not using like wrong information. That's actually a thing, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's true. So whoever whipped this up or wrote this, they had like an outline, franchise outline or something. And... Uh... <laughs> I was like, oh yeah, who cares? <laughs> Or, I would be impressed if they actually, you know, when they did the English script, if it's like, okay, so they know that he's, uh, Mega Man knows that Proto Man is his brother in America, but not in Japan, and if they actually accounted for that between the different versions, that would be interesting. But, uh, Shadow Rock, you said you watched the subbed version, right? Yes, I did. Okay, so did they use the, uh, little brother line, do you know? I didn't notice it, to be honest. Uh, when you mentioned that, that was the first I heard of it. But then again, I might have just completely missed it while I was taking notes, so... <laughs> yeah, I, th- I think I remember hearing it. Seeing yeah. it in the subtitles, yeah. Okay. Oh, so you were watching the Japanese version too, Proto Dude? Yeah. Yeah, the, weir- okay. the weird one where they called him Rockman. <laughs> oh, okay, so I'm, <laughs> yeah. I'm, the, I'm the only one watching the, like, you know, uh, the English version. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, uh, yeah, moving on, the, um, like, Proto Man and Mega Man are both on uh, Rush Jet, and, uh since, I guess, Mega Man's uh, steering or something, Proto-Dude ends up copying the uh, fan weapon that uh, Dr. Light made to combat the Typhoons. Uh, so it's kind of neat the way, like, you know, he just kind of copied it directly. I thought he was copying it, but I guess it was actually more of a transfer. But it was neat to see Proto-Man doing that, because he did that all of, like, once in the Ruby Spears cartoon. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they, they didn't make a huge uh, show of it or anything, but it was, an, it was a neat little uh, touch and effect there. Because don't see that often, especially back then. I don't think Proto Man uh, did anything of the sort until uh, a power battle. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And um, let's see. Yeah, we get to hear a beat speak for one of the one and only times, and uh, he sound really sounds at least in English the way that Eddie does would sound from uh, Scott McNeil uh, in the Ruby Spears cartoon. Eddie has kind of like a. Like a shopkeeper's personality. Beat, beat, Mega Man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like, which uh, one do you want? <laughs> incidentally, and what what makes that even more peculiar is that Beat never appeared in the uh, Ruby Spears cartoon. Oh. Hmm. I, I always wanted him to appear as like a modified PB or something, but... You know, I don't think it was in this episode, but in the first one, Eddie is like, which item do you want? And Megman's like, just give me all of it. I was like, I wish I could do that in the games. <laughs> and he's like, nice. oh, he's like giving tips, right? Like game tips. Like, oh, you should use this if your health is low or, or something. Yeah. <laughs> I kind of remember that. 
Just give me the hookup. Just give me all of it. Once uh, Mega Man makes it to the um, floating island that uh, Wily's already got set up, uh, he's like you know fighting a bunch of uh, robot masters again. Uh, interestingly, it's not just the Mega Man Five guys. Uh, Elecman's there, and I forget the Japanese name, but the octopus batteries—they're like among the enemies too. You know those uh, red things with the opening eyes that move back and forth in the first game. Yeah. Right, yeah. Crystal Man uh, does attack with, uh, like, these energy rings. And it's funny, that's something that uh, this cartoon would get wrong, but the Ruby Spears cartoon, of all things, would get right. Because yeah. uh, there he actually fires with the uh, crystal eye. Oh, okay. So, yeah, go figure. <laughs> uh, we There's a head-on shot that... You know, I made the note late, but I think he's done it a few times by this point in the episode. There's like a head-on shot of Mega Man, like, you know, uh, ridding his buster and firing at the camera. And it's a lot like the weapon uh, get animation in Mega Man 6, yeah? Yes, it is. Yeah, yeah I caught that too. That's my favorite. <laughs> that is my favorite weapon get animation. I know, it's pretty epic. <laughs> it's like, oh, don't shoot at me! <laughs> that, that one's cool, but I also really liked Mega Man 4's. Just the way, like, you know, he's, like, kind of rotating on the, like, grid background. and Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah, for, for NES back in the day. Yeah, that was pretty cool, too. Yeah. And and Mega Man 4's was, like, the first time it really looked like the, uh, like, instruction book art. Because Mega Man 3's had this kind of, like, slightly odd look to him. Like, the face. Like, it worked in pixel art, but it's, like, you try to draw it and it just looks kind of odd. I speak from experience. <laughs> <laughs> Beyond that, you know, they fight. They beat Wily. Um... Get a little bit of out of sync lip flapping as uh, Mega Man's like rescuing Doctor Wily from falling off the island, and then we kind of cut ahead and it's the winter time and uh, oh. in Japan. Now with the Christmas episode. <laughs> <laughs> Spoilers! I'm not there yet, but yeah, what's weird is like you know, uh, Roll is with uh, Yuta and Akane, and like you know they're talking about like where Mega Man and Wily are. Now, this part confused me. Maybe it came off better in the uh, Japanese version. But there's, like, a whole thing where it's, like, they went to the past to fix the damage, and they're not back after a month. What? Oh. <laughs> I, I think it's for dramatic effect. I don't know. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Dramatic fail. I'm, I'm just, <laughs> like... Okay, if, if they're time-traveling, one, they should be able to come back right after they left. Exactly. Two... If they're, like, traveling back in time, then what's there to fix? Uh, why can't Wily fix it either here in the present, or are they going back to stop him from, like, is Wily telling Wily, yeah, don't do it, it doesn't work out. Uh, what, what, it's just, as time travel stuff goes, that was just, like, weird. <laughs> yeah. You know, I love how, in this episode, when uh, Mega Man Perman foil Wily's whole Typhoon Man whole plan... He decides, okay, that didn't work. Well, let's do it again, but stronger. <laughs> Never give up, you know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. When when he did it again, did did he uh, tr did he turn the uh, thing red? <laughs> Maximum power. <laughs> <laughs> Yay! Somebody got the joke that I barely get myself. <laughs> uh, anyway, so yeah, now now we are at the part uh, that basically is why we chose this episode for the uh, holiday occasion. Mega Man and Wily, dressed as Santa, dropping presents from a pair of flying sleighs with Robo Reindeer. The people of Japan, or at least the kids, they love Santa, but man, they didn't mention KFC at all. I thought this oh. was supposed to be educational. Yeah, seriously. Unless that wasn't a thing in the early 90s. I don't know. Oh yeah, I guess that's possible. I, yeah. I, don't, I don't know when that became a... Uh, cultural touchstone tradition I, I i i wish we could do that here but kfc here really just kind of sucks japan's kfc is like better just because they have biscuits yeah i have no kfc's around me i want it all the time but they're like 20 30 minutes away there Ouch. is one here but i haven't had it in a while to be honest i've heard things have gone downhill but yeah. neither here nor there <laughs> Uh, incidentally, it's kind of interesting, like, okay, so you've got Mega Man and Wily, they're dropping presents, like, with these parachutes. They don't go down any chimneys or anything, so, uh, I guess it sucks if you're not there to catch your present, like, you know, if you're... <laughs> or, you know, <laughs> fight over it. Yeah, is it somebody else running around in other people's yards and grabbing presents, or, you know, whatever. Here's your presents, kids. <laughs> Throw it everywhere. Mine went in the lake! 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, uh, you know, sucks to be you, back, I guess. doggy. <laughs> Bring back my present. And uh, just to wrap things up, uh, you know, for completion's sake, we talked about the uh, different events and uh, stuff that they were educating people about for Japan. Mm-hmm. So I'm just going to give a quick rundown of that, courtesy of the Mega Man knowledge base. Uh, let's see. So there is a Japanese festival, festival where Mega Man and Roll get taken to by Yuta and Akane. Uh, this festival contains fancy dresses called yukatas, toys, shops, dancing, rides, food, a parade, games, and a fireworks display. And uh, let's. And I'm hoping I'm pronouncing this stuff right. Where applicable. Uh, let's see. There's Atsu. Uh, sorry, Atsukimi, a moon viewing event, which I'm down with. Uh, yeah. Dango is served at this event. Does anybody know what Dango is? No. Sounds oh. like Dingo. That's all oh, I yeah. know. It sure does. <laughs> it sounds like Tyler Breeze's name for his uh, tag team partner on WWE. <laughs> <laughs> Deputy Dango. Uh, let's see, there was a school athletic meeting. I guess it's a little different, but like over here, like, you know, we had field day, so... Hmm. Mm-hmm. Same concept, I guess? I don't know. Yeah, maybe. Shichi Gosan. At the Japanese festival, Roll makes a promise with Akane that she will wear a kimono on this event. And lipstick. <laughs> yeah, that was that was kind of surprising. It's like, uh... Yeah. I, I guess that's a cultural difference, because, I don't know, it just seems to me like a lot of, uh, you know, parents over here would, like, probably flip out if they're, like, you know, seven or three-year-old or whatever was, like, wearing lipstick. Right? Yep. <laughs> Do you guys really uh, like lipstick on women? Just a uh, curiosity. Uh, eh. It depends. Yeah, uh, to me, it's a little off-putting. <laughs> Seeing roll with that lipstick, especially, it was a bit off-putting for me. Yeah, that that was that was a little odd. Like you know. Yeah. I mean, I. I think she's just trying to go all out. You know, like look nice. I think Akane had had it too, though. So yeah, they were both uh, doing that. <laughs> but. So, sorry, I thought we were talking about lipstick on women, but... <laughs> <laughs> not girls, but... Not robot girls. <laughs> Certainly not. <laughs> and the last event, of course, is Christmas. Dr. Wily and Mega Man deliver presents to everyone on this event. Roll asks Yuta and Akane if people in Japan celebrate Christmas too. Then they get their presents. And yeah, that's basically the bulk of the episode. So did you guys have any additional thoughts you wanted to chime in with? I, I really liked... The robots that were exclusive to this uh, episode, like the uh, the giant uh, Tokyo Tower mech mm-hmm. and uh, the temple, like there are some cool designs that really fit in well with like the game's art style. You know? Yeah, I just yeah, I just thought yeah. it was really funny how you like a, a skyscraper robot master, like literal buildings. I was like, yeah, wow, literal that's buildings. <laughs> that's do, do you ever wish that you could fight these in the game? <laughs> Absolutely, I would kill to see these like in eight bit. All know? right, DLC boys, let's do it. Yes. <laughs> You know, knowing what I do of, like, how they do the stuff on the NES, that would be neat because, like, these would definitely be the kind of bosses where you fight against a black background. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. kind of like the guts tank and, yeah. The whole thing wouldn't even fit on screen. you just, like, have this big face on the front of a building just, like, you know, kind of moving slightly up and down for the footsteps and back and forth. <laughs> doing stuff. Uh, there is one thing about how Wowie reacts at the end of each of these episodes. Or in this episode, he's basically Santa, <laughs> and he's uh, talking like, oh, well, I'm about to do this, but I'm doing it anyways. And then uh, the other episodes, he actually waves goodbye at the viewers along with the rest of the cast. It's kind of like when a play ends, that all the actors, you know, take their bows and everything. It kind of reminds yeah, me of Yeah, yeah, kind of. Yeah, there's, there's a very kind of friendly rivalry thing going on here. I mean... On the one hand, you've got Mega Man, who's all like, you know, you're going to pay for what you've done, Dr. Wily. <laughs> and then, you know, it's just like, you know, by the time they get to the end, it's like, okay, Wily's like, you know, destroyed Japan, like, you know, like once or twice over with a typhoon here and has to fix everything, which like, you know, I guess that's a suitable punishment. But then at the same time, just the way he's kind of uh, with everyone, it's just almost like, you know, one of those, like, you know, just put your hands on your hips and it's like, oh, Wily. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> oh, Wiley, shame on you. <laughs> uh, oh, Wiley, you've done it again. What are we gonna when do will you? you ever learn? <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so we got anything else about the episode? 
No, it's just, uh, I really enjoyed the animation, the little mm -hmm. nods to the Mega Man series, and the whole game world and real world thing is kind of funny, but at the same time, it's kind of a unique concept that I enjoy. Yep. I, I, like, I don't feel it's that unique, but I mean, this is uh, coming yeah. after Captain and uh, the Power Team from Video Power, and I don't remember if there's anything else in between by the time I saw this, but it felt a little yeah. played out, but it was... It was fun for what it was. I guess it was uh, interesting to see, like, from when Finn the game world, and you they look over, and, like, you can actually see the kid playing the TV. <laughs> you know? Oh, yeah, yeah, that's cool. Yeah at, yeah, at least in the earlier episodes. They didn't really even bother with that in this one. It's just like, Mega Man, roll, come on! And they get sucked out, and, like, you know, boom, there it is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they, they had, like, the second model of uh, Famicom or NES on the floor, too, though. That yeah, was yeah. Touch. Yeah, they had the AV Famicom. And yet they're playing like the uh, you know the English version Mega Man Five you know right. I don't know yeah <laughs> yeah they were actually <laughs> yeah so weird like uh, one episode they're calling him Mega Man the Nexus Rockman and they're playing the American version of Mega Man Five like okay make up your mind folks <laughs> <laughs> I don't know I want to find out more the history behind this I'm really curious right yeah to learn more about Japan please call. Uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, I enjoyed it. It's it's not as uh, overall. It's not quite as like you know uh, interesting to me uh, from a um, as a work of fiction as say like the uh, Sonic OVA was. But it's still pretty enjoyable in its own right. And the animation, mm -hmm. as noted, is you know yeah, uh, it's 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 good. It's very classic '90s anime aesthetic. I love it. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah, it's just a little bit of fun for the children, you know? Fun and educational. Yeah, and educational. Can't forget that. <laughs> Never forget the education. Uh, good stuff. All right. So, if we're done there, then we are moving on to the news. All right, and we, ha we have a nice little batch here uh, to cover because it's been a few weeks since we recorded, and it may be several more, uh, because Mega Man Fully Charged is returning to the Cartoon Network in January. Woohoo! It's back. Uh, January 5th, I believe, is the uh, return, and it starts catching up with the episodes that, well, we've already covered here on the podcast, thanks mm -hmm. to it airing on Family Charged in Canada. Uh, I don't know when new episodes are starting up here, if they're going to wait for Cartoon Network to catch up, or if... Yeah. Uh, they're going to start their own new episodes and be ahead after the new year. I guess we'll find out. Yeah. <laughs> well, at least I can catch up now instead of watching it on YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, hopefully it'll be available on the uh, app as it has been uh, previously. So. Yeah. 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 Hopefully uh, before you know, it airs on, uh, on television. Because that's what they did before, I think. They had like uh, batches of them online. Yeah. Yeah, yeah they just like released uh, a whole bunch of episodes at once and batches. Yeah, they do the batches like on a Friday, and then the following uh, Sunday would start the new uh, broadcast airings of the episodes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Speaking of which, uh, new uh, time slot added. Um, it was at 6.30 before, right, on Sundays? Yes, 6.30, Yeah. Let's see. It looks like it's uh, keeping that time slot, but also adding one on Saturday. Uh -huh. And it looks like they're just doing like one episode instead of two new episodes on uh, each day. Maybe they'll do a rerun after. Maybe they'll show Lego DC stuff because that's what they're doing after uh, some of the episodes up here now. It's not really okay. listed. I'm just like getting a half hour and like only 11 minutes of it. Like a half hour recorded and only 11 minutes of it is Mega Man and the rest is Lego stuff. It's weird. Okay. Getting a lot more airings up here, I should say. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's cool. That's really cool. Yeah. I think yeah. there will be more kids up early on a Saturday morning than a Sunday. So Yeah. Yeah, we'll, we'll see. <laughs> I have yet to catch Fully Charged on the actual Cartoon Network, because who wants to get up at that time in the morning? <laughs> Thank goodness for On Demand, yeah? Mm. Yep. Or DVR. <laughs> Which is like what I do. I've, I'm like, you know, getting all these like recordings, and it's like some of them are half an hour, some of them are like 15 minutes, and it's just, I, I don't know what's going on there, but it's wild. Yeah. <laughs> uh, also, in Mega Man Fully Charged News, Collider named it one of the best new animated kids series of 2018. Alrighty. Nice. Yeah. 
I, I haven't seen many kids series this year, but I, I would say, yeah, it's it's got a lot of episodes that are worthy of that. I think so, yeah. We, we've covered some uh, pretty good episodes. Uh, at some point, we're going to have to, like, maybe after the season wraps up, maybe we should go back and look at, like, you know, the must-see episodes or something. No, that'd be cool. Make kind of a list. It's, like, joined by other uh, titles, such as uh, She-Ra and the Princesses of Power and Rise of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles on that list, mm, among some others, that. so... I heard uh, Rise of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles is actually not that bad, so... Oh, I love it. I love yeah. it. I, I know I'm probably an outlier, but... I mean, okay, we got the original series back in the 80s. Uh, we got the very Mirage-inspired uh, four-kids series in the early 2000s. We got just this great hybrid that took from everything from Nickelodeon in 2012. Mm-hmm. And I just wanted something different, and that's what Rise of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles is. So oh, it's definitely different. delivering for me. <laughs> that's yeah. sweet. And uh, as Mega Man Fully Charged news goes, we have uh, pre-orders at Big Bad Toy Store and other online toy stores for the Mega Man Fully Charged toys that are coming out, uh, I think the date I saw was just spring 2019. Uh, yeah, like, I think, like, Toy Wiz has January, Entertainment Earth has, like, February, so, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Bizarre. Yeah. But they're coming, which is fantastic. Yeah, they're coming and they look good. They do. Yeah, they do. And, yeah, and one, one that I wanted to see is actually a thing, the little Mega Mini, uh, control center. Oh, yes. <laughs> Yeah, is that like, is that a Mega Mini Control Center? Because like when I when I was writing about it, like what I saw, it, it says it's a command center scaled for the basic figures of the toy line, and it doesn't come with a Mega Mini figure. So I wasn't. Yeah. I mean, it looks like it, his it, control it does. Room, it it has his chair, yeah. but no little Mega Mini, which is unfortunate. Yeah, um, but yeah. it has like the whole control center, and he has a slide. That's epic. That's really <laughs> cool. Yeah. You know, I, I have to I have to question the decision on this one actually. Because when you close up the uh, playset, it forms a Mega Buster, except you can't actually use the Mega Buster. They have a separate Mega Buster with lights oh. and sound that you can use. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so if that's the case, why not make the com- control center look like Mega Man's head or helmet or something? Right. And like that'd be yeah. fun. You could wear it because it's like hollowed out kind of. You know? I mean, that's how it is in the show, right? Like it's inside his head, not the buster. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so it's kind of a weird thing. I don't know. I don't know if it'd be hollow enough to wear, but because uh, you've got the like little platforms and uh, stuff inside. But uh, yeah, it's just kind of an odd uh, thing there. Of course, yeah. may, may, maybe they figured a hollow helmet wouldn't look right, and maybe having Mega Man's disembodied head laying there like, <laughs> up would uh, freak the kids out. So That's probably this. Probably what uh, it is. Or it could have even been a budget thing where it's like, okay, a helmet would be too big, but the Buster's slimmer, so let's go with that. Right. Yeah. And then they're also bringing out a variety of Mega Man and uh, Robot Master. I forget. They don't use the Robot Master term here, though, do they? They do. Uh, Towards the later episodes, they started saying it. Yeah, they started saying it towards the later episodes. Okay, great. That that simplifies things. So, yeah, we've got... uh, Iceman, Airman, Waveman, and Drillman, plus Mega Man himself, and a uh, drill schematic vari- uh, variant of Mega Man. And uh, each one of these figures, besides like you know a uh, fairly standard array of articulation, they come with different accessories. One of which, in each case of the Robot Masters, is a different version of the Mega Buster that you can attach to Mega Man. I guess if you don't have the uh, schematic version. Yeah. Pretty neat little gimmick. Right. Reminds me of what they did with the uh, Ruby Spears, uh, the Bandai toys from back then. Funny how we're back to that now. But, um, yeah, each of the Robot Master figures would come with, like, a weapon that you could plug into Mega Man's Buster to fire. Uh, Ooh. I totally forgot about that. Yeah, Yeah, there was, like, the rolling cutters from Cutman and, like, a bolt of electricity. Or Sorry, did I say Electman? Yeah. Uh, Sorry. Rolling cutters from Cutman, Bolt of Electricity from Lechman. Uh, there was the short-lived bomb from Bomb Man. Uh, because of the Oklahoma City bombings, uh, I believe they said that Bomb Man got pulled from shelves for that. Rip. Um, let's see. There was a Drill Man figure back then, too, actually. So, a little bit of synergy between the lines there. Um, Gutsman, I think uh, he was supposed to come with like a 
big brick like uh, thing that he was supposed to throw and I think they replaced it with like a fire hydrant because I guess they want something you could fire instead of I can't remember if you could swap the arm out like in the show or not though mm. although that only ever happened once and uh, Proto Man was the one who did that but anyway yeah they've got like other uh, custom accessories as needed they've got their uh, distinct projectiles that the busters can fire they've uh, Wave Man has like you know his harpoon and he's got the like you know uh, backpack helps propel him along. The uh, schematic Mega Man uh, also comes with like a break apart wall, and uh, the drill on his instead of firing it'll spin, so that's a neat touch. Nice. And uh, yeah, it's uh, neat to see the concept coming through because I always thought that uh, Mega Man was like you know just perfect for like you know doing these like easy variants. You could just recolor the figure and give him a bunch of different projectiles like you could have a fire mega man with like atomic fire and firestorm or yeah you know so on like that yeah and i think jazzwares tried to do that except they didn't switch up the weapons so it kind of came off a little <laughs> awkward <Oof>. yeah <laughs> but uh yeah you guys got any other thoughts on the uh, toy line there uh it's like pretty uh, neat yeah yeah uh it's missing him the man man figure Oh, yes. They do need that. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, Man Man just showed up, so I mean, uh, obviously yeah. they're saving him for uh, the second wave. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, I'm going to get all these. They look great. Yeah. I want to get that Mega Mini station. <laughs> you, know, you know, I would love to get these, except I don't even know if it's going to be particularly viable. I mean, I, I kind of miss reviewing toys besides, and I would love to be able to review these. But I found that a lot of uh, video game-based figures, like when it comes to animated series and stuff, have not been showing up here lately. Oh. Like, do you remember Pac-Man the Ghostly Adventures? Yeah. That had a toy line. That never appeared in Canada. I'm not even sure if the show aired in Canada, if I'm being honest. Huh. Sonic Boom. Uh, we did. I believe that did air in Canada, but no, no toys to be found here. I really wanted that Dr. Eggman in the uh, Eggmobile, too. Do you... So, uh... Have you noticed any Jack-specific toys in Canada? We Yeah, we've had them. Uh, okay. But, I mean, it's like, I think uh, we've had, like, you know, stuff. I think Bandai did the uh, Pac-Man thing. I forget who did Sonic Boom. I think it was Takara Tomy. Uh, mm. And it, so, yeah, it's, it's just, you never really know. So, it's something I'll keep an eye out for. But, uh, at the very least, if they do do a Man-Man figure, I'm uh, probably importing that one, if nothing else. Yeah. Right. But uh, beyond that, I don't know if I'll even have any of these available to me. Uh, I guess I'll, uh, you know, keep people informed on later episodes of the Fully Charged Podcast. Mm. All right. And in non-Mega Man Fully Charged news, well, we've got two bits of news. One is that uh, the 25th anniversary of Rockman X has been celebrated. That was on December 17th. And Capcom did so with a new piece of art that hints mm-hmm. at a future product, but we don't know what. Nope, not yet. We initially speculated it would be related to the Kotobukiya uh, Rockman X model kit, but uh, nope, it's not. So, it's not that. Mm, yeah. We yeah. do know it's supposed to be something that's supposed to be available in eCapcom, which makes it sound rather exclusive. Right. But um, other than that, the only other thing of note is that it's not the standard designs, but it's rather like the uh, design of um, what, what what they call it the, uh, the K- true force. True force. Yeah, it was, it was used for the true force uh, yeah. Mega Man X figure, and then the Zero also showed up as an alternate costume alongside that X design in Marvel vs. Capcom Infinite. And now Ailey and Axel are joining in with their own versions of the designs, though we don't really get to see much of Alia, but Axel is front and center. Right. Yeah. And, of course, people are speculating at what this could mean. Some people think it hints at uh, Rockman X9, Mega Man X9, uh, which, I mean, that's not to say it couldn't, but from what we've been told, it the specific reference for this does not seem to be because yeah. I seriously doubt they're going to sell a new game exclusively through eCapcom. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Unless there was something lost in translation there, but right. Like it's available in eCapcom or something, but I could see these designs being used as maybe DLC costumes for Rex Nine if mm-hmm. when it happens. But I don't see these being the actual main designs like many people are saying. I would be fine with that honestly if they did go that route. But... Right. Yeah. I, I love that, but. I don't know, it's just, 
feel I feel weird if they actually did. They're a bit they're a bit complicated in design, and I don't know if that would translate the best to like actual in-game models too mm -hmm. well. If you're trying yeah. to like pay attention to the action and everything, it could work, but. And not to mention the True Force thing has been going on since 2014. <laughs> so, eh. well, they there's always been little intricacies uh, yeah. to the Mega Man designs that have been like um, you know subtle, but there, like when you're climbing uh, ladder in some games on the NES, and you can see the vent on the back of Mega Man's helmet, for example. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. uh, and um, the 3D models, it depends on what kind of camera work and stuff they do. But I mean, if they were doing something like Mega Man 11, which itself gave us a new Mega Man design after all these years, I mean, I, I could see it following in uh, something like that. Especially yeah. the way they kind of do like close-ups and things like that. And we've already seen the uh, models in action again via uh, Marvel vs. Capcom Infinite. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not like we know don't. It's not like we don't know if they'd work or not. So. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, having Axel at the forefront, that's kind of interesting, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. That, it makes me think maybe it's some product related to Axel, but it's mm -hmm. the, he's not very representative of the X-Series, you know? It should be X or yeah. X and Zero, but I, I don't know. It's, it's like, could it be an Axel figure, but then Zero didn't get a figure either? <laughs> no. Yeah, so many questions. Yeah. Actually, I think they kind of did a, a Zero and X figure with those costumes, but they were like uh, Funko Pops, so I don't know if that counts. <laughs> uh, I don't know if Zero got one, but X definitely did. Oh, okay. I thought yeah. I thought they did both. They had they had X in his regular colors, but then they had the gold version as well, as like GameStop exclusive. Oh, okay. Maybe that's yeah. what I was thinking of. Hmm. It's yeah. It's it's mysterious. We need to know a little more here, but. Uh... Yeah, hopefully yeah. we'll hear more sooner than later, but yeah. I think it's safe to say, though, that it's not X9 like many people are trying to convince us that it is. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, th I think the hope, ultimately, and what it could be is, if you remember when the mm -hmm. role design was revealed for... Oh, shoot, what are the name, what's the name of that figure the Ghost Smile uh, Company does? Nendroid? Yeah, that's right, Nendroid. Yeah. There's uh -huh. the Nendoroid role, and then that kind of foreshadowed, like, you know, how she would appear in Mega Man 11. But right, the yeah. reveal wasn't specifically for Mega Man 11, so maybe it's, like, you know, kind of a, you know, X degrees of, no pun intended, but X degrees of, you know, Mega Man X9 here. Hmm. Yeah, I'm just, I'm just not sure, because in a way, these designs have been around for so long, it's not like it just came out of the blue just now, so... I don't know. Yeah, I mean, on the other hand, I mean, uh, I guess the designs are popular enough that, you know, if they kind of keep using them, that maybe they decided to kind of canonize them. That is interesting that they uh, they keep bringing it back. Uh, we all thought for a while when True Force discontinued the figures that they were kind of done of it, but they yeah. brought it back from Marvel vs. Capcom Infinite, and they've been kind of showing it off a lot since, so who knows? It could That's very well point. be something. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because the design isn't True Forces. Uh, True Force is done with the figure, but, um, I mean, Capcom continues to use it. It was from one of their designers. So, yeah, it stands to reason that they could and uh, apparently have intent of continued usage. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Cool beans. And thinking about the current usage, I'm kind of disappointed that we don't have a similarly designed Sigma now, but... Mm. Uh, not yeah. Not I mean, yet. Not yet. <laughs> On the other hand, if that means that Sigma's resting in peace, I'm all for it. So There you go. But yeah, uh, it's just... Yeah, I made a video on this too, and people have been like, Oh, but it has to be X9. Uh, we're getting an announcement, boys. It's happening this month. <laughs> like, guys, come on. Don't get your hopes up like that. <laughs> no, it's... I, I think it's within the realm of possibility within the next two years. Because they're yeah. still they're still very much like evaluating like the success of Eleven, the the legacy collections, um, yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. It seems like that's definitely their focus right now is legacy collections, Bossel, Mega Man Eleven, especially. They want to keep pushing that a little bit more before yeah. they talk about what's next. It's 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 going to be an evergreen title, I think. That we'll see, you know, price drops here and there, and they'll keep pushing it, or you know six months to another year but i don't know i'm not really holding out for another x game anytime soon i think it's 
I mean, they could be in the pre-production phase at least. I'm willing to oh, believe definitely. that, but I don't think yeah. they're ready to show anything just yet. No, no, not yet. Yeah, this this could just be a bridge to that, you know, kind of a forward-looking thing. Like, I mean, they didn't announce Mega Man 11 for a bit yet, and after showing that design that Protodude discovered in Mega Man Legacy Collection. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Never found anything like that in X, huh? No. I don't know. <laughs> there was some... I thought there was something somewhere, some sort of, like, uh, CNX mission kind of thing, or... No, no, was it a website thing? There's something that was, like, implying, like, you know, something about the future of X. Oh, oh the, um, the soundtrack? Where they said this, that yeah, X that's is, X's X's fight is, is not over? Yeah, they had all the games lined up, and then after X8, it was like, his fight is not yet over, or something. Yeah. 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 That I mean, is... Technically, that could mean Mega Man Zero and the L4s and that stuff. <laughs> but... Yeah. Let, know, yeah. Let, let's, you know, let's look at the glass half full, shall we? Yes. Now, speaking of the Mega Man Legacy Collection, um, it recently, sort of recently, basically at some point it sold uh, 1 million units. Uh, Protodo, do you want to touch on this? Yeah, so we first heard about it, it, it reaching a million units back in July when uh, the, the producer pretty much said flat out that because of how much Legacy Collection sold, they moved toward with Mega Man 11. They reflected the sales on uh, Capcom's uh, investor relation page, where it showed, you know, the they have a list of all their million selling titles, and it was there. I think they added it in September, but um, for one reason or another, this kind of came back into the uh, the spotlight, and it's kind of making the rounds again that it sold a million units, which is fantastic news. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And in addition to that, uh, which I guess it wasn't quite as much celebrated as I initially thought. But um, they've added the rewind feature from the Switch version of Legacy Collection 1, uh, also seen in the Disney Afternoon Collection, to the PC, PlayStation 4, and Xbox One versions of Mega Man Legacy Collection. Yeah, yeah not for, for 3DS, unfortunately. No, I don't think that's happening. <laughs> yeah, I, they're done. But you know what, good for those versions. I know a lot of people, like in my Discord server, have been wanting it for a while now, so it's good that they're finally getting it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's too too bad they can't incorporate it into more of the games, but it's worth pointing out that uh, Digital Eclipse did uh, both D- the Disney Afternoon Collection and Mega Man Legacy Collection 1, uh, but the Mega Man X Legacy Collection 1 and 2 and Mega Man Legacy Collection 2 were all done, I believe, in-house in, at Capcom, so... Yeah. Between yeah. that and all the different platforms represented, uh, I don't think they were probably able to use the same kind of unified whatever code, uh, program, whatever, that allows them to incorporate it as easily. Mumbo yeah. jumbo. Mm-hmm. All right, so I guess that wraps up this holiday edition of the Fully Charged Podcast. As always, you can visit us on SoundCloud directly or check us out on iTunes and Google Play. The hosting fee is ours, but the choice is yours. And as for me, you can find me on social media at the MM Network on Twitter. For whatever Tumblr is worth, uh, the MM Network will take you to my page there as well. I'm still updating that. We'll, we'll see how long that's uh, viable. You can also look up the Mega Man Network on Facebook and visit the website at themmnetwork.com. And you can find me, Protodude, on Twitter, at Protodude. And you can visit my blog, Rockman Corner, at www.rockman-corner.com. And you can find me at youtube.com slash user slash ShadowRockZX. That's my YouTube channel. Do a lot of Mega Man content there. So if you like Mega Man, that's the place to go. You can also find me on Twitter at ShadowRockX. Just the X. And for Proto Dude and Shadow Rock ZX, this is LBD Night Train saying everlasting peace out and happy holidays. Happy holidays, everyone. Rock on.